Our sponsors this month are Shropshire Drone Services. If you're looking for aerial video or photography in Shropshire, then they can help you. Go to shropshiredroneservices.co.uk or speak to Matt at 07 800 689 209. Whether you're looking for crisp video or perfect photography from anywhere in Shropshire, they can help you. They come highly recommended from the Shrewsbury Biscuit. We asked them for some help uh, with our website and they delivered crisp, perfect footage of our town in Shrewsbury. That's shropshiredroneservices.co.uk. You will not be disappointed, folks. Hi, guys, and welcome to our Drawn 2023 coverage. This is the first of three podcasts we're going to be releasing. That's going to be uh, our coverage over the two days of Drawn. Uh, I appreciate this takes it's taken a, a while to come out, but these uh, these collections of of um, conversations that we've got they take a bit of a while to put together. It's a bit like a huge giant jigsaw, um, so it's taken a bit of a while. But it's fantastic. I'm so happy that we did what we did, um, and yeah, this is day number one. Okay, so this episode we created a bit of a problem for ourselves. So we didn't take the H6, which is a a portable microphone. So I could have gone to people's stands and spoken to them. Uh, but we we kind of anchored ourselves in a spot where we were having to ask people to leave their stands and come and speak to us, um, which wasn't always possible because he got super busy at times. Uh, and Luke Crump, you know, one of the most um, popular exhibitors at Drawn, um, he actually did. He left his stall to come and speak to us, which I'm very, very grateful for um, because his conversation and his chat with us was was really, really nice, actually. Uh, so thank you, Luke, for that. Um, the day two is very much more mobile because we, we took the H6. <laughs> um, and uh, But even so, this, this one is so, so brilliant. There's like a constant theme of um, how artists manage what they do professionally, emotionally, mentally, uh, it seems to be reoccurring in this, um, so I really like this. Um, and so, if once you finish this, go on to day two, and there's also a feature podcast I've released uh, featuring an interview with uh, the, the co-creator of The Walking Dead, Charlie Adlard. And the reason why I've put him by himself is so that the the grassroots independent artists that feature on days one and two can sort of stand by themselves, and the king of all independents, um, uh, Charlie Adlard has his own um, episode too, because, um, you know, The Walking Dead being one of the highest grossing independent graphic novels, comic books of all time, um, it's kind of nice to, nice contrast. I really like that. So once you finish this, go on to day two, uh, you know, and then to Charlie. Thank you so much to everybody that helped us, uh, everyone that spoke to us, to Leon as well, to Cherie for putting this on, and the Flax Mill. I won't go on too much. I'm going to go and let you enjoy this podcast. This is day number one of Drawn 2023. Enjoy. Hi guys and welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. Um, I'm Alex Whiteley and I'm Leon Whiteley. Yes, we are at the we're drawn again for the third year in a row. I'm so excited. 
I'm seeing old faces that I cannot wait to see, speak to and people that we, we haven't really got the interviews with yet we've been here three years and there's so many great artists here that it's sometimes hard to get around everybody so I'm really really excited we're at the Flax Mill a great location and um, no verity today she's a uh, it's the weekend after the London Marathon as we're recording this. Um, and I was like, you go and have fun this weekend. Don't worry about the, the biscuits. She said she might drop in at some point, though. But I've got my trusty co-host who's done co-hosting duties on the before, biscuit before. Yeah. This is my first time here, though. Yeah. We need to have people, but, you know, let's give it a shot until yeah, 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 we've got, um, you can hear some music in the background. That's DJ Rags. Definitely want to get him. Um, we don't own the rights to any of that music. So uh, I've got Gary Drew within uh, throwing distance, spitting distance. I don't know how you say that, but he's, he's a, I can see him. So he's going to be one of the first people I can, I'm going to speak to. Sheree is about as well, and Pearl. Uh, we'll grab them. Um, and we've got, I saw uh, Matt Sewell. Um, who's over there if you, if you don't know who Matt Sewell is um, on the side of the Shrewsbury Arc there's a giant white bird and outside Montgomery's um, the Weatherspoons in town there's those birds there he's responsible for that he's one of the most one of the most famous bird artists in the country so uh, really looking forward to, to speaking to him and there's lots of people here that we've never got before so anyway what's your exposure to art what, what kind of art do you well, like there's, there's many types of art you know there's, there's music there's you know physical art and there's all the there's movies and there's stand-up comedies in particular. And podcasting. And podcasting, of course. <laughs> Obviously, me. Um, but no, my... I, I, I used to draw a lot. I'm not very good, but I use drawing as a way to relax my mind. And so, for instance, I'm in college at the moment, so when I'm like studying for a long period of time, I'll go and take... Uh, it's called an ALN room, but basically you go sit around, you just do whatever you want. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just draw and... No, see what do happens. Like, do you like to look at art, though? Is there any art that you look at and it actually moves you? Any any paintings, any posters? Is there anything that you look at and you think, oh, that's so beautiful? Mm, well, I like landscapes. They're quite nice, you know. I like looking at, like... We've definitely got people there that can help you out with landscapes. Mm. Um, uh, I, in fact, I can see Hannah Chumley's there. She's got, she's got some great landscape stuff there. We'll get a chat with her. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to this because I feel like it doesn't matter how many times we speak to artists, we always find out something a little bit new. Now you, you, I mentioned uh, what we did last year uh, with the, uh, the the question relay. Oh yeah. And I said to you, I said to you, oh, we've got to do something similar to that, but not the same. And you're like, no, I want to do that. So we're going. <laughs> you're, you're going to be doing that today, aren't you? It just, it just seems fun like, and creative, you know. Mm. I don't know. Okay. It turns the interviewer into the interview. No, the interviewed into the interviewer. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe we could, we should have a a, a, a category. Mm. Oh, this is what we should do. We should have a category thing. You got to ask them a question on a certain category for the next go. So like, it's not like we'll make it interesting. We'll try and make it oh. as interesting as we possibly can. But that's what we're going to do. So I think the first person we're going to grab because on the, the last two shows when Gary Drew opened up for us. We'll go find him, but thank you so much for joining me, Leon. You're welcome. It's going to be good. Uh, let's go see who we can find. Right, we did say we were going to gra- grab Gary Drew first, but he went for a coffee as soon as I said it. So, um, but I was looking for. I never mind. I don't mind being someone's coffee standing. No, no. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> I'm we're, joking. We're with uh, DJ Rags, and this is the perfect person to start with because you are you are like. You're the steering wheel. You're like the guide for today when it comes to the, the, the chemistry, oh. the music, and, and setting the scene. That's what that's what a DJ does, right? Well, this is it. You know, I've been doing it now. This is my 
fourth time, I think, or third time. And each time, Drawn has grown as a venue for all the local craftsmen and all the, all the local vendors. And um, it's a great privilege to be asked to keep coming back, actually, to be honest with you. And um, so we've tried to develop a musical um, catalogue which allows people to come in and get drawn into the general atmosphere of the place because the people here are absolutely wonderful, you know. Yeah, they, are. they really are. What they've got on display and, and it's, there's craftsmanship. It gets busy as well, doesn't it? It gets really, really busy. Really busy. Wait, you wait to see how many people turn up today. Yeah, it's absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm interested because I'm with my oldest here today, Leon, talking about journeys and things like this today. Um, and your journey is really interesting because you didn't start DJing until your later, later years, right? Oh, that's right. I was actually um, 71 when I started DJing. Seven, 71? Have yeah. You got, have you got audio? Yeah. There we go. There we go. We just have to get our mics close up so we don't get the music in. But yeah, so, so you're in the 70s? Yes. What made you want to do this? Step into well, I love music. And I've always had a busy life. You know, I didn't retire until late. And, you know, all the time rushing around, luckily rushing around the world and all the rest of it. Um, suddenly I had time for myself. And I thought, what better than to fit it with music? That's well, incredible. It's really good, isn't it? I mean, it... it Teaching an old dog new tricks is definitely possible. Oh, it certainly is. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the thing is, you learn the whole time. And the wonderful thing is, is working with um, people. I did a course at Morley College, and that was inspirational because there was me and another 10 people, don't think anybody over 25, from every sort of music, genre, and everything else. And just being with these guys was inspirational and you opened your eyes to all sorts of new um, musical genres. And I love that because it's an, an intergenerational bond, I guess. Did they take yeah. you under, your, under their wing? Did you learn a lot from the youngsters and did they learn a lot from you? How was that for you? Well, it was great and we're still in touch actually and they're developing their careers as well. The math seems to be going well. And the interesting thing was that on the second day of my course, the uh, tutor, who was a very experienced DJ, called called me out, and I thought, "Oh, here we go," you know. And, Look uh, at this geezer. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I expected. And he turned around and said, "I just want to have a word with you, uh, Chris, because obviously I've noticed you're um, a, li a little bit older than the rest of the crew here, and um, but you've been listening to music for, dare I say, 50 odd years." And these guys have been listening to it for 10, 15 years. So I'm expecting far more from you in terms of the width of music that you're going to be developing than uh, from others. So How it put me. That was a really, I mean, Avac was wonderful because it meant he was, you know, sort of on my page and I was on his page. So there was that mutual um, thing there. But also, it gave. Um, confidence for me to go forward with you know what I was trying to do there's nothing better than bonding over music is there? Oh, it's, 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 it's fantastic and you know and the interesting thing particularly with the you know the other people on the course was where they sourced um, their music totally different ways from the way that I uh, normally did
moved, we've gone well past the days of LimeWire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> LimeWire. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And yeah. Was Napster. I had to go and burn. Hello. I had to go along and burn my cassette recorder. Oops. Right. So I don't know where, what we were. We had a bit of a technical issue there, but yeah. um, but we're back. What were we talking about again? Just. I think we were talking about when I was doing the course. Um, yeah, and yeah, the guy singled you out and was yeah, like, uh, right, like your musical right. experience. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's what anybody that steps into something later on in life has got that experience. Experience is yeah. worth everything, isn't it? It is, absolutely. And, you know, you would, I think the most, the hardest thing is actually having the confidence, really, to use what you know. And I don't think it just applies to DJing, it applies to everything else, you know, because, you know, obviously life moves on and uh, things get technically different, but at the end of the day, the basic knowledge that you pick up on the way is useful right away through your life and you should use it. It's what I'm finding now when it comes to music and TV and stuff is that I'm going back and revisiting things that maybe I breezed over when I was younger Yeah. and I, I hit it with a new appreciation. You're 17. Yeah. Do you find that in life? Do you ever go back and be like, I didn't feel like this, this way about this thing but now I love it. Oh, most definitely, yeah. You know, Mainly with music, obviously, because um, I used to be in a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> but now I'm more into like the classics and you know rock music yeah. a bit more. Yeah, you know, so many people are going back to rock music again. You know, sort of the old bands and what have you. I have so many um, sons of friends of mine, and the the music they listen to, yeah. I find it is amazing. You know, they're sort of resurrecting. You know, bands which which I haven't listened to for a long time, and it and it all comes back fresh. But what I'm trying to do now is and that's one of the reasons I started doing this production course is to try and represent um, music from the 60s earlier even 70s and what have you you know bringing it in a more accessible way so you know that they fit into the type of music that people you know like to listen to today whether well, it's Elton John's just done that hasn't he with um, Britney Spears they yes. just did a song together and sounds phenomenal yeah actually he is really inspirational in that because you know he's using all his musical skills and he's working with young younger artists and suddenly his tunes start fresh to a whole new generation and I think that's a that's exactly it obviously Mr. Johns is a, is a little bit more t- talented than I am, but um, <laughs> <laughs> to put it mildly, to put it very, very mildly. But no, but but he, but that is an inspiration, you know. And you know, I'm trying to follow in my way, in in, in those sort of footsteps, because it's a wonderful way forward. I think it's phenomenal what you're doing. Uh, honestly, your stories. I tell people all the time about you, you know. Oh, that's I am. very kind. I know DJ that got into DJ when he was in his 70s and was absolutely killing it. Yeah. I think it's a phenomenal story. Really? Yeah, yeah that's amazing, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, the most important thing is the music. And uh, the thing that, you know, I, I've been fortunate is that when I played my music, you know, the audience have loved it, you know. Or, you know, and I, I find that, you know, sort of, it's... it's it's quite humbling really in a way because you know sort of you're putting something forward and you have no idea how it's going to be received and to have such positive feedback has been um, something that spurred me on amazing have you been doing any live events as well 
I have, yeah. I'm a red drawn, but clubs and things. Yeah, I mean, I haven't done I haven't done pubs yet, but that's next on the agenda, and I've just got a whole lot of new equipment coming um, to help me do that. And uh, hopefully by the next time we talk, you know, I would have got one or two of those. Well, if you go things. to an event, a local event, give us give us a shout. I'll, I'll come. I'd love. I would, I would. I'd love you to. And thank you so much. I'll be, there in, the front, I'll be there in the front row. And thank you it's so my much, friend. <laughs> 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 and thank you so much for your support you know it means oh, a great no. deal to me actually to be honest well if anything you know music creators are the biggest supporters in the world because obviously as, as, a, as a teenager myself it's life's hard at the moment for a lot of people yeah and obviously covid and stuff has just gone and come music is a big helper of that you know because people can escape their minds but with music it creates an image for you so making music like this helps millions and millions of people so if anything, you all one deserves a thank you. Oh. You're the one making the music. Well, you know, that's I mean, really I, I, good. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that's a, that's a ma- amazing what you've just said. Actually, that's an amazing. Youth thing. of today, man, yeah. leading the way, leading yeah, the way. Exactly, just like my dad. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find you if they want to listen to your stuff or if they want to follow you online or anything like that? Right, um, on Spotify and uh, sorry, and uh, on SoundCloud. That's my main thing. But I'm about to um, put a whole. A new series of playlists on SoundCloud in the next month. So, if they tune in in a few weeks' time, and that's Rags R A G G S. That's correct. Yeah, Wonderful. DJ Rags. Yeah. DJ Rags. Yeah. I love you, man. Thank you so much for oh, so me. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great day and enjoy enjoy yeah. enjoy drawing. Yeah, that's great. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Oh, actually, question re- question relay. Yes. You got to think of a question. So, what we got to do? Is you've got to ask the next guest a question, but you don't ah. know who we're going to be speaking to. Right. Then we're going to ask them a question. Uh, we're going to keep getting them going all day. Oh gosh, uh, I'm hopeless or something like that. My mind goes goes blank. Um, I said, I, the obvious one I could think of is what's inspired you to do what you're doing. Yeah. What's inspired you to do what you're doing? Okay. We'll uh, ask the next guest that one. Yeah. I'll get that written down. Uh, I'm gonna, I've got a to-do list up here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write it on there. So fantastic, <laughs> DJ Max. Thank, so thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Lovely to see you again. And you. Here we go. Well, I did say at the beginning. Um, oh, we're gonna grab Gary Drew first, right? And then you went for coffee, and I was like, oh, it's gone. Went for a full breakfast. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Was it good? I was all right. Yeah. 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 Vegetarian, all healthy. Vegetarian? Okay. Oh, yeah, no, that's not like me at all. <laughs> <laughs> no prejudice, no nope. prejudice. We no. are what we are, we are who we are. How are you being, Gary Drew? You've been good? Um, really busy, yeah. <laughs> Spent most of uh, this year so far in Sweden and Norway, wow. um, painting murals over there, and um, hopefully it'll, I'll get a bit of time now to concentrate on my painting. I think, I think you and Matt Sewell, are the artists I talk about the most in Shrewsbury. Oh, right. Oh, I cool. mention you all the time. I was like, yeah, you see the, the pink flamingo down there, Frankwell? Oh, uh, yeah, it's all, it's, um, apparently it's changed hands now. Sam um, from there has, has sold it on. Uh, there's a new a new company taken over. They've been in touch with me about changing all the designs and everything. Hey, yep. That's I know, and actually possibly getting rid of the pink flamingo and everything else. It's a bit Club Cabana, isn't it? Club Cabana. I like. think so, yeah. But I, I, <laughs> they did approach me. I've not heard anything since, so the chances are it possibly won't be me doing anything down there. 
However, there's still, um, you've got Osteria in uh, Mardle, um, which the food is absolutely amazing. Um, I'm booked in to go there tonight. Really? I, I'm nice. Definitely, definitely. The, um, the guy is amazing. Um, and I've got the paintings in there, which is um, the full full stretch of the walls from top to bottom. I um, I was just talking to my, my son here about music that, uh, not music, sorry, art that grabs you. Yeah. Art that you look at and you get an emotional attachment to. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That does something to me. And I, I was like, your art does that to me. It's, 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 I know it's probably a very cringy thing to hear. Oh, yeah. You go, You're amazing. I love you yeah. so, so much. <laughs> yeah. But, like, with your art, I think I feel like you make it easy for someone to fall in love with your art because of the little hidden messages you throw inside your Oh, art. there's lots of things in there. Um, there's things in there that people have sold, and I think they'd be horrified to know what's in there if they've sold <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan at the Soden Gallery um, sold a painting um, it was a Freddie Mercury one and it was a lot of stuff to do with Freddie Mercury's life and obviously everyone knows what Freddie Mercury's life was like yeah a bit sordid <laughs> yeah a bit very sordid and there was a lot of hidden things in there which I don't think Jonathan even realises <laughs> so, I think you may have explained that to me yeah there's a, a, a couple of little um, matchstick men um, <laughs> doing some pretty dubious things. <laughs> um, so, when it comes to art, what are the kids today talking about when it comes to artists? Is it all Banksy, spray paint art? I mean, like, what inspires you? Well, I mean, like I said, like, 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 I, like I thought with yours, I was walking past, the first thing that catches my eye is like, I don't know, like the Joker and all that, and the like Spider-Man and stuff, and that'll catch the eye, because it's the most popular things these days. Yeah. You're a lot closer, there's more into it, I guess. That's what it is. You know, you've got, you've got to catch the eye. Point. You've got to catch the eye, I guess. Yeah, I think that I, I get told a lot of the time it's the colours I use. Um, I, I think years ago, um, it sounds a bit daft, I used to paint the artwork on bounty castles and there was a girl that was working and I swear, I don't know how she did it, but she she, she was using exactly the same paint as us, but the, when, when her bounty castles were um, done, blown up, they just looked amazing the colors were just fantastic so it was the way she put the colors together and um, as i say she was using the same pots of paint as us but mine never looked like hers and i used to follow her around and found out how she put the colors together and it's and it's at the time i'd been to art college and you know about complementary colors but i didn't realize that it made that much of a difference and over the years i've checked it out and use complementary colors use other colors that look good together I love that. I love that you like you didn't come up with a, an original concept and be like, "Well, if it's not working, fine." You've gone, no, let's find something that's work and keep and you keep looking oh, at it. You know, yeah, it's, it's this has been an ongoing thing for the last forty years. It's not. Um, I've, I've never. I I always think to myself. People always say, "Oh, that's great," and you don't sit back on your laurels and thinking, "Yeah, that's it now." I'm always thinking, "Oh, I'll look for something else," because I swear, I've had seven-year-old children coming up to me and saying, "Can I do something?" And people have gone, "Oh, leave him alone. He's a professional artist." And I'm like, "No, no, do it." And they've done it. And I swear. There's two people in particular, and I'm just thinking, how has that person, seven-year-old person, just done that, blown my socks off with what they've just done, and I'm just, I couldn't get my head around how they've done it. And I still use their, their, the things that they showed me on that day. Well, we live in the town of Doodle Boy, you know? The yeah. The boy got, got, got in trouble for doodling in school. 
when actually that's all he wanted to do and now he's a worldwide superstar I think so yeah yeah I heard I've seen him um, bits of him I get snippets of him through the um, Jonathan on his on his page yeah. But um, yeah, he's doing well. Hats off to him. Um, what ins- we've asked Leon here. Yeah. What inspires you with art? What inspires you these days with art? What, what catches your eye? Um, oh man, it's just something I, a bit like Doodle Boy. I, I've I, all I wanted to do in school was draw, and all I ever do is draw. But there's not enough time in the day for drawing. I'll go to work and I'll do the job that I have to do, um, like when I've been away painting the murals. But then when I finish at night. I'll go home and I'll go to the restaurant and take my sketchbook and I'll be drawing cartoon characters in the restaurant and doing stuff there and, and I'm just all the time drawing, doing something. I guess it's a good way to take, take yeah. your mind off things, isn't it? Because you like making music, don't you? Yeah, and I, used, I used to make a lot of music when I was younger because yeah. obviously I, I fell in love with music from a very young age because I, I dealt with a lot of depression and stuff and I found that it helped me a lot. So, I, you know, I, I also tried a lot of drawing and stuff and I found even though I'm not very good at drawing, the end product is always satisfying in a way and you get to say, say like I did that yeah you know. oh yeah no definitely yeah but I, I just to be quite honest I don't I don't draw because I'm good at it I draw because I enjoy it yeah, and yeah. I, I'm probably good at it because I draw so much but I've never drawn for a, any particular goal or any reason other than I enjoy doing it. Well, that makes commissions easier, doesn't it? Well, I um, actually know the commissions is um, a totally different thing altogether because I've, I've got to the point now where when people ask me to do commissions and they'll ask me to do a certain thing and I'll be like, no. You know, like, I'm, I, either I won't do it because your idea is really crazy and that's my name going on it, or I won't do it because it doesn't work. Um, oh, that's cool. But the, Integrity. Uh, well, I, I've done a lot and I've been working a lot. And sometimes I'm, somebody might say to me, can you do it? And I'm thinking, I, I can't. Um, in fact, I've got a job now somebody's asked me to do and I can't do it in the way I'd like to do it. So I said to them, I'm going to have to think about it. And it might take me a couple of months to get my head around it and work out how to do it. But some people ask me to do really ridiculous things that I just refuse to do. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's important not to take on more than you can I do that all the time. Yeah, that is <laughs> yeah. like the story of the biscuit guy. Yeah. What have you done today? Well, you know what? Today I did an interview yesterday. I got a... Yeah. And by the end of the week, you follow me on Facebook. I, you know, I'm so, by the end of it, I'm like... Yeah, I, I find it hard to say no um, when people ask me to do things. And I, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll try my best. And, and I do let people down and I feel really bad for doing it sometimes. But I, I'm just... Uh, a lot of it just goes under the radar and I, I forget... Yeah. Something else comes in. It's uh, it's difficult to, to keep that. Well, I, I've actually got a question. You know, I, I got into art, and the one thing I cannot draw are hands, noses, and ears. Is there anything you can't draw or find hard to draw? Um, great question. Yeah, at, at, at the moment, I I probably if if you were to ask me, I'd probably struggle more with portraits. Mm. Um, but I, you know, like if it's famous people and everything. There's that, you can look at a famous person who looks, you know, you can tell who it is, possibly not a good likeness, but there's, there's that many different images of them from different angles that they never look exactly, exactly the same. That's why Kevin Smith, when he always does his, his poses in front of the camera, he's always straight on. Yeah. And he does his, like, his, his silent Bob pose, like, you know, because that, for that reason, I think. Yeah, I don't know. It's just really strange. But, and, but they're that much of an iconic item that it doesn't matter how badly you draw them, it'll probably look like them. 
Yeah. So I, I, I tend to do that. I, don't, I tend to do famous people rather than just random people. I don't, I don't particularly do. Because you used to, dr- used to do horses, right? That's oh, started, well, yeah. that's another thing. I'm looking um, at getting back into that. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, today I was supposed to be bringing a painting to do of a polo. Um, okay. I did polo in the 80s and I'm trying to get back into polo now. I've actually got a meeting um, in the next couple of weeks and I'm trying. I'm looking at getting paintings back in and getting more involvement with Chester Polo Club. Wonderful. Yeah, so that's something that is absolutely new. Um, and old and new, I guess. It's old from the 80s, but new as in that's the direction I'm looking at going at in, at the moment. Um, I know we've been running for nearly 10 minutes now. Just 10 minutes, as I said that. Um, but I want to ask you, because we, we, we've got a, a, a Wrexham yeah. circle here. Yeah. Uh, your, your Wrexham College day, because I put something on Facebook. Oh, you're like, yeah. oh yeah, I, did, I went to Wrexham yeah. Art College. Can we talk about those days? What were those days like for you? Um, a, a bit of a haze, because it was like I just left home, 16 years old, straight into art college. Um, in those days, it was like a quite party atmosphere. <laughs> um, and I literally partied from from the day I got there till the day I left. I've actually uh, got, sorry, I didn't mean to uh, take. Okay. Uh, I've got a question for you. What art project made you think I need to go to college for that? Um, I, it, it was only um, in the early days. I didn't do particularly well in school because all I wanted to do was draw. Um, the options I had at that, in those days, back in the 80s, was go to join the army. It was like 1980. And it was like my options, because I didn't do well in school, was like, oh yeah, just go in the army and um, get a career in the army, which I didn't fancy doing. And I didn't know about art college, and then I found out that there was an art college in Wrexham. I applied to go there, um, and then that that was it. Um, And it was just, it was a four-year course. It turned out to, um, in the end, to be like the equivalent of a degree. Um, And I thought like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll do that. And I did it, managed to scrape through and get it. Um, and but there was nothing particularly there that I just again I just like drawing and painting I just wanted to find out how to draw and paint and they, they just taught you the basics of all you know all sorts of things colours shading other things you pick up on the road or you know for life experiences that are more valuable than say a college or say a university oh god yeah there's I really struggle um, there was lots of things that I wasn't aware of as a child like I think the possibility is I a little bit of dyslexia where I can't I, if I read something it, I can just read it and it doesn't sink in it just I read the page and it goes straight in straight in straight out and I can't remember um, the biggest thing was um, I've actually got no depth perception which I didn't know about oh maybe you tell me about yeah, that yeah I didn't know about until about five well probably about six years ago I realised I, um, I had an eye test and the person that gave me the eye test was um, had actually bought lots of paintings off me and explained the reason they bought the paintings was the amount of depth that I get in my paintings and then couldn't believe that I've got no actual depth <laughs> perception. That's so brilliant. Yeah. I love that. Imagine not having any depth perception yeah. right in the book. Because your stuff is deep as well. Yeah, There's yeah. so many yeah. dimensions to But again, do. that was down to um, techniques and reading up on the old masters and finding out how they got depth into the paintings. So I've, I've you know, like looked into that, realised how they did it, and how they managed to do things, and then work, worked it that way. Well, Gary, I think you're fantastic. I always love chatting to you. Cheers. I really do. And um, 
we've got a question relay. Remember we did it last year? Oh, right. So I said to Leon, I was like, uh, we need to do something like the question relay, but a little bit different. He was like, no, we stick to the classics. Yeah. <laughs> <So that's what laughs> uh, we've only done it twice this year. We're going to bring it back. So uh, the question from DJ Rags for you is, I guess it's, it's what inspired you to do what you're doing? I guess we've we kind of covered that a little bit, but is there any more you can add on to what inspires you to do what you're doing? I think um, my dad was a big part in my life um, and he he was a, an artist and when he was younger he, he was a bit of a man's man and he he I think he really regretted not going to art college he actually became an engineer wow. um, and but he always painted and drew whenever he could and I think that's the inspiration I got was there oh, um, so it was and but then later on in life he did go more and do a lot more art but I think he really wished he'd, he'd carried on doing it from an early, you know, an early day. And I, I, in fact, there was two children in, in the class. He was one of them, and there was another guy that was in the class with him. I can't remember his name offhand. From Hartlepool, who is now one of Britain's top artists. And he's based um, on the borders. Um, so he's up there. He paints a lot of scenes... Um, of um, like the old docks and things like that which is where my dad was in Hartlepool down at the docks wow wonderful yeah so I think my dad was a little bit wished he'd carried on because the two of them were the best artists in the class wonderful I love that yeah your old man um, so would you what, what, what would you be advice to those who want to get into art but are too scared to you know go to oh, college or my god that, that, <laughs> my, my advice was probably run away yeah. <laughs> run away yeah I think there's there's so much more with art now that um, I, like when I was in, when I was first doing it all I wanted to do was draw and all I knew about was drawing nowadays you've got um, like you've got the likes of Charlie Adlard and uh, Mike Perkins and all oh, right <laughs> there he is there he is <laughs> say his name and he appears yeah <laughs> oh yeah and then um, and they they doing all the cartoons you've got theater drawings um you've got loads of things now that you know like so many different things to paint and so many different avenues muralists and all sorts we're living in a TikTok, instagram world oh my god so much it opens up everything so there's a lot more out there um, uh, like a lot more that you can see out there and know but when when I was younger there was no internet nothing so you didn't know anything really yeah okay brilliant advice fantastic we got to finish off with a question for the next guest you don't know who we're going to speak to make it something challenging though something spicy you know right um, I love seeing the cocks tick yeah <laughs> it, is this the, the job that you really wanted to do and it um, or would you have done something else? That's, good. That's a great one. That's really good. Love it. Fantastic. Well, Gary, fantastic to chat to you as always. Where can Hi. people follow Pleasure. you and uh, maybe buy art from you? Uh, yeah, um, it's uh, www.garydrew.com. Very easy. Easy yeah. to remember that one is. Don't yeah. never going to forget that. Gary, thank you so much for chatting. Cheers. Thanks a lot. And we're in. Uh, I found Mike Perkins having a good wander around. I am. I am. It's uh, it's nice not to be selling, just just to wonder. Is it a lot of pressure then? Because I've, 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 I've went to speak to Luke Crump and bless him, he was setting up his store at the time, and he was like, "Get in a minute," like because it's, it's 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 a lot, isn't it? It is when you when you're setting up. It's a lot, especially when it's great when nobody's around and you can set up. But when people are coming in. And yeah, you're yeah. trying to set up. So like, yeah, yeah, because they're, they're looking at your stuff and they're asking you questions. What, what's worse is when you're taking it apart 
and then you put everything away and then somebody comes up and can I have oh, that one you just yeah, put away yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think um, I think uh, um, that was last year um, they were putting things away I was putting things quite away, away quite early and I had that same situation and I was kind of like I gotta go man you gotta, you gotta be ruthless you gotta put your foot down well you had to run off to the football last I'm week. doing the same today oh, yeah. I'm doing the same today because my wife was like it's the last weekend home game right and you're gonna be there and I was like okay you gotta do as you're told I'm sorry Mr. it's my wife that's putting the foot down on this one I'm afraid so I can't well be. last time we were here as well we, we had you, me and your wife had that surreptitious uh, agreement this is where I dropped off your Christmas present last time. Right, yeah, okay, so we need to talk about this because uh, it's a secret operation. Um, okay, so it was, like a, it was almost like a proper, really bad drug deal going down. It was. It she was told me all about it. So, Mike um, worked on. And co- you say Constantine, don't you? Constantine. Yeah, yeah. I say Constantine. I don't know. I, I can't, ex- can't argue with a, a DC artist about what, how to pronounce the name, but I've always said. So, uh, one of my favorite comic book characters of all time is John Constantine and uh, Mike is brilliant honestly I, 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 we talk about how art moves you yeah there's a picture of Constantine with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth with the rain in the background that always like whenever I used to see it I used to be like oh, that's that, that's how you vision yeah, that that's character how you that, yeah. that's how you see him and you pictured that perfectly so my wife because I think I put on Facebook I really will I really and I genuinely mean it I genuinely wanted that piece of art. So my wife, for Christmas, was chatting to Mike <laughs> about how to acquire the art. <laughs> well, that was uh, that was actually a pre-commission, um, which I'd done. And then and then she got in touch with me, and I was like, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it for Alex. So I drew it again, put, put a little bit of difference on there, so it was, you know, it wasn't the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And then... Uh, He's got like, the, the school going in the yeah, 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 yeah. smoking stuff. Yeah. I'll show you when we get in. So I've, my wife is now saying that we need to get a Mike Perkins collection going. <laughs> so I need two more to add to it. So thank you so much for Excellent. doing that. It really is a drug deal, isn't it? The first one is free. And that's what happened to Drawn last year. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. The next one's going to cast you. <laughs> last year, um, so you may remember from our coverage from last year, we only came for like an hour or so right. to yeah, walk yeah, around. Yeah. And while I was interviewing Mike, I think your wife was chatting to my wife and yes. they were passing over the pictures. Yeah, 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 <laughs> giving the money. <laughs> so was that something like, did, did, did Kaz say to you, if you interview Alex, I'll get it done? Was that pre-planned or was that just happened that way? No, no, it just happened that way. I, yeah. I, we, I did say to her, I'll bring it in and drop it off with you at the show. Yeah. And Timmy's got one of your Captain Americas as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, the prince. absolutely yeah, adores. Yeah, yeah. absolutely adores. Um, Comic book art is it's something that I feel like once you find the best thing about comic books is I feel like while you're reading those books you can kind of become that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's certain things, yeah. certain strengths you can take out of a comic book. Right. And I think that's why a lot of I was a geek in school, you know, so I can say this, but I think there's a lot of lonely sort of geeks sort of take from that. Yeah, yeah. And it adds a bit of strength. Do you, do you read comic books at all? Uh, not as much as I used to, no. I love it, honestly. Like, read it, some of my happiest days. I mean, lying in my bed reading Spawn. Well, Spawn was my jam when I was right. thir- 12, 13. Right. I absolutely loved that sort of stuff. Um, do you read comic books? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, st- I, st- I still love reading comics. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I get a lot because working in DC, they send you everything digitally, you know. Um, 
so I read a lot of their, their stuff. But I read, I read a lot of independent stuff as well. Oh yeah, so good. And uh, Shane Shepsey as well is great. Uh, yeah, yeah, great uh, yeah. advocate for that, and he's doing a lot of the headrex stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you work on that, Odd? No, no. Simply because of the exclusive, I, I can't, I can't work outside of DC. You know. So. Oh, wow. Do you know what? I never, never knew that. Yeah, yeah. So because you're working with DC, they've got a retainer on you. Then. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it depends. I mean, you don't have to work like that. They just give you the contract. And if you sign there, if you want me exclusively, it's going to cost you more money. Like, yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay, well, I'm, hopefully, I'm about to get a job which will take up a lot of my time. So, biscuit time is going to become very, very exclusive. Soon. Right, right. So my time is going to be worth a little bit more. It's so. going to be like a small biscuit. Yes, it's a mini biscuit. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what a small biscuit would be. The small, a crumb. A crumb. Yeah. yeah. The Shrewsbury crumb. The Shrewsbury crumb. <laughs> um, and. <laughs> I should be giving a t-shirt. Oh, bless her. <laughs> I went to look for a t-shirt and uh, they didn't have one in my size and she's found one and brought one. Uh, really made nice it especially for you. Wonderful. That's fantastic. <laughs> maybe. Maybe they are because they've got a thing up there. Right, right. right. Um, so uh, DC at the moment is um, going for a... I don't want to like be like, tell us what you're working on. But like, it is going for a crazy transmit transition at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially the movie stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How much of the... I mean, I know we've talked about this before. Um, when it comes to like uh, right. you know the, the, how comics, so like the the Avengers and stuff look on a comic book compared to the movies, right? Are right. two separate entities? We've had that conversation before, but yeah, yeah. James Gunn loves his comic books. Oh God, yeah. So how much of the comic book stuff is correlating to the movie stuff? <laughs> There's a lot of communication well, when there. It, when he first when he first started announce things, and he was showing his his reading list. So there was Grant Morrison's All Star Superman, which. That's what he should do, basically. Just take it verbatim. Um, and there's certain moments in there which are gorgeous to read and to look at that could really work. I think I think one of the things that that Snyder missed out on was was the hope inherent in Superman. It's all dark. It's yeah. all dark. Yeah, yeah. It's nasty. You know. Did you like the Justice League movies? I never really watched them, to be honest. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. Uh, do you know what actually um, um, it was uh, the Justice League movie that made me completely lose integrity right. completely because I love Batman Batman yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it and um, I was like no it's amazing don't say this and they were like yeah, yeah. are you telling me that Batman would call Alfred right. and Alfred would call him Bruce right. while a thug's still on the roof of him yeah, like, yeah, actually yeah. <laughs> yeah okay I get it um, I think Affleck I, made a good Batman he just didn't yeah, have the yeah. right material same as Jared Leto Jared Leto was fantastic we didn't get the airtime didn't get the, 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 the time to show him as a joker anyway right. we, we can talk about this gig yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. I, I, my favourite my favourite storyline recent storyline is Justice League Trinity War oh yeah yeah that was from, yeah. It, it, it completely converged across the whole yeah New yeah. 52 universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read all of it, every right. single thing. You know, Constantine, Constantine, steal, <laughs> stealing Shazam's power yeah, yeah. is one of the most diabolical things I've ever read in a comic book. <laughs> he, he brings him into the bar, they're all chummy, having a beer, and then all of a sudden, he's weak, he's got no power, and he's like, ha ha! After saving the day. I love, that's why I love Constantine. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, this is, uh, when they when they do that, when they, when they take something like, imagine if you were the Guardians of the Galaxy fan, Right, and nobody else has heard of them, and then you find out that they're going to be doing Guardians of the Galaxy. Imagine how that must feel. Have they have they ever done anything that you love with movies that you thought, ah, oh, this is right down my alley? I'm getting super excited and just throwing like random words. In well, the I mean, the the first 
the, 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 I'm not going to even say the first one. The second Dread movie kind of got everything spot on. Yeah. It, was, it was a bit too over the top, but it was, uh, you know, the, the character was great. You know, yeah. so much more than the Stallone version. You know, it was... And they can still go back and do that because... You'd well, they, they've talked about it. They talked about a Mega City One... Respect to John Wagner. ...TV show. Right? So, John Wagner, who is a writer for Judge Dredd, one of the co-creators... created it, yeah. Um, he was, he foresaw the, well, he saw over the, the making of the Sylvester Stallone movie and the recent one, uh, more recent one, should I say, 2012, I think it was. Right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think he far prefers the, the newer one. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the first, so Ju Judge Dredd well, there, there was a nod to Shrewsbury in there as well, wasn't there? Do you know about that? No. Yeah, yeah because um, when, when John met up with the producer and the director, they met up in Shrewsbury and uh, <coughs> they went for a meal at the Peach Tree. So that's why the block in the in the film is called the Peach Trees. No way! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's phenomenal. <laughs> wow! Here you go, guys. You just heard that for the first time. Well, I've just heard it for the first time. Anyway, I'm sure I'm sure they've uh, covered this at uh, cons and stuff. Like well, that's fantastic. Um, any the, the the first movie. So J Judge Dredd's never meant to take his helmet off. You're not supposed to know who he is. That's whole. That's whole. The first thing that Sylvester Stallone did was go, take his helmet off, I am the law. Yeah. Actually, that, you, you could understand that one. <laughs> I, am the, I, am, I am the law. <laughs> That's what we should do for all our guests. Be your best Sylvester Stallone impression. <laughs> Shouting, I am the law. Uh, anyway, we, we can geek out about this. What are you working on at the moment? Uh, it's still that same thing which I can't talk about. So, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, we will switch off the microphones and talk about that. I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, but Action Comics is a, is a transition for you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The, yeah they, thing, those are all out. Yeah, the Swamp Thing. Then I did the Action Comics. Then I did the. Um, I helped out on Lazarus Planet, which was this crossover okay. thing. I did ten pages on that, and then that led into the the new project, which actually doesn't even come out until next March. So. So you're working well in advance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What What's the better version of you? you when you with a bit of time to relax and and recharge batteries or you when you've got something to stick your nose in and work oh no i love working yeah I'm, I'm yeah yeah that's me all over i'm just like i just get so engrossed with it me and you were like we must be like, like we're very very close in sort of how because that, that that's been me the last two weeks i've had off work right i was like i need it off to recharge filled up every single day every single day was something to do yeah. without, without, without fail yesterday was ridiculous I did an interview it was meant to be going here and there today I'm doing this and I'm going to the football and tomorrow I'm going, like, I like I go, I go on holiday and two days in I'm like my fingers are itching I'm like I've got to get back to the board that's amazing so you are an artist through and through yeah, yeah, yeah. Without it. Uh, have you got any questions for one of the, one of the, the the biggest comic book artists on the planet well <laughs> he laughs until, until Charlie comes until Charlie <laughs> <laughs> a question of mine will be if you can like go back in time and steal an idea of another comic book designer who would it be and why well that's great it's almost the same version comic book version of which song would you like to own right back in history with, with comic books I think I think the utmost best comic character is probably Batman you know I mean, they weren't treated very well. I mean, Bob Kane, who created Batman, was treated fairly well because his dad was a lawyer, so he knew his way around things. But a lot of comic creators who made those characters in the 30s, they didn't, see, like the guys who created Superman, didn't see any money. 
they, they took the check. They were teenagers when they created it. So for them, like a $200 check in 1938 was like, yes, we've made the money. Yeah. And then, you know, then they were kind of ignored afterwards. I mean, they, they were working on Superman. They got paid the check for working on it. I think it didn't get a credit till... Until 77 when the movie yeah, yeah. came out. Yeah. Yes. I suppose of that though, they didn't really do it for the money. It was more of like, you know, they got what was in their imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you find that with any artist, yeah. it's it's kind of, you know, it's, it's about getting the creative process on the page and what you want to portray to other people to get on the page. I think that's that's the biggest process. The money that comes out of it is always, always a plus. But when, when, when is the comic book heyday? Like you know, you look, you look at music. You can maybe you can say the seventies, the eighties, or there's the music heyday where all it, it, you know, right. music evolution happened. With comic books, what is that era? I would say it, for, from it's different for different people. It's yeah. when they when they grew up. For for me, it was uh, the mid to late eighties when yeah. when a lot of the when a lot of the British guys actually started working for the American market. And they, and they bought all that sensibility into it, all that vertigo sensibility. All the, yeah, that's when Constantine came out, you know, all this kind of stuff. So I think for me, the mid-80s to late-80s, that 2008 was 2000-80 stuff. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Well, 2008 was 77 upwards, but um, for, for American comics, that's when it transformed into this, oh, we can talk about adult stuff. We can do different things, you know. That's great. I mean... Uh, but, to, but tomorrow onwards is the best. That's, that's, <laughs> tomorrow, <what it> is. <laughs> that's a great philosophy. Tomorrow onwards is the best era in life. Um, so you're walking around drawn today. Is there anything yep. that's catching your eye today? Oh yeah, it's always it's always nice to see Matt at the back with his birds. I, I love his work. I need to grab him. But the problem with Matt is he's a lovely guy. But you get on the microphone, he's like, yeah, it's all great and stuff. <laughs> They sat laid back. He's like, yeah, it's all good <laughs> stuff. Yeah, great. But I will grab him at some point. But the problem is, he's by himself, I think. I'd say. And actually, it was quite kind of surprise. We we just come with my daughter, who didn't want to be on the microphone. We did offer. We did offer. And uh, and she bumped into one of her friends, who's helping out one of her friends selling dog biscuits over there. <laughs> so uh, that's what got chosen over coming on the shoes of biscuits. Today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so we're doing the question relay again this year because uh, Leon really liked it, um, and this is the question Leon's got to ask you. Oh, oh. Is this the job you always wanted to do, or did you imagine yourself doing something else? Uh, no, this was it. From when I was two years old, that was it. I wanted to be a comic artist. I, there was a time when I thought maybe I could, especially when Captain Britain came out, I was like, maybe I could be a superhero. But then I was like, no, I can't do that. I'll have to draw them instead. I love that, you know, you got that inspired as a kid by Captain Britain. And in a way, you kind of did become Captain Britain. Right. Through your right. art, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, uh, you, 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 you personify that right. character, I guess. Yeah. Some sort of way when you... Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, like when you're drawing Batman doing being broody, right? On a on a on a on a you know yeah, yeah, on a gargoyle yeah, yeah. and stuff. You're a you're a you're a seven year old again. You know. Yeah, yeah. Right. Are you putting yourself as Batman? Are you kind of using a bit of empathy? Like, how would you how would you like this? How would his face look like when you? When yeah, you, you have to think about that stuff. Yeah. yeah so yeah, in a face. little bit, huh. when you're drawing Batman, oh Batman! <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> there we go, guys. That the secret's out now. Mike Perkins <laughs> is Batman. Um, but you have to do it in like a, a Wolverhampton accent, I think, to um make Batman. it. Um Batman. 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 Joker. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. Batman and Boston. That'd be great, right? 
instead of Robin, Batman and Boston. That's what we should do. We should do a UK-US <laughs> exchange of characters. <laughs> that is so, so... Imagine what the, uh, the, the joke would look like running around Birmingham. <laughs> well, that's what he does, right? They film it all in Glasgow and... God and knows Liverpool. Else. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, right, uh, so you've got a question for our next guest. Oh, okay. You don't know who's going to, but make it something spicy, mate. You know, we've, we, we've already had um, what inspired you to do what you're doing, which is okay. a great question. But the, the building we're in at the moment, the Die House, would it inspire you in your art in some way? That's fantastic. It would inspire me with what I'm drawing at the moment, but uh, would it inspire you with your art? Which we can't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I get it. I, I'm looking at it now thinking, yes, Mike. I can see how this would inspire you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Anyway, thank you so much for chatting to me. Always a pleasure. Come for a browse and you come for a chat while you're here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Always great to chat to you. Excellent. Thank you. We're in. So Enzo. Um, <laughs> what did we, I don't think we spoke to you last year. Did we Not last. last year? I was, yeah. We, uh, Christmas. Yeah. No, but last time we were in the flats. Yes, I was, yeah. Yeah, but we, we spoke to you, was it the first year or the second year? I can't remember. At the museum. At the museum. Yeah. Uh, how, how have things, things been for you? Very good, yeah. Yeah. Very, very kind busy? Evolving. Evol- <laughs> that, but that's, that's the beauty of art, though, isn't yeah. it? That's all it is, is, is your... Yeah. I guess you're putting your mind onto a page and it involves constantly with experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, so where does, where does Zoenzo come from as, as, a, as an idea? Well, the idea, the name, is kind of so, a sort of brand, but it's a tricky one because... I'm kind of an artist and a designer, but then I also run arts workshops and printmaking workshops. So I wanted something like an umbrella to work under, and the Enzo it has come from. Um, it's a it actually got it's a Japanese meaning to do drawing a circle, painting a circle in one line in one. Okay. And because I've always I've always used circles in my work, it came from that really. So I've used the word, the end part of the word, to connect to my name. What's that? Um, so it's the kind of simplicity. What's that movie where the kid draws a perfect circle? Is it Good Night, Mr. Tom? Uh, uh, there's, a, there's a movie where a kid draws a perfect circle and um, he's like an orphan from, from, not an orphan, refugee from World War II. Okay. And the old guy's like, oh, he's great at drawing, so he encourages him to draw and stuff. It's good night, Mr. Tom, definitely. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure of that. I've just always used circles in my work, and that's sort of where it came from. It's well, not as deep as it should be, really. Why the circle, though? I mean, there's lots of ways you can use to, you know, lots it's of... It's a paintbrush, and the paintbrush marks. I use paint. I do a lot of mark making. My work's very mark making, so the idea of, like, painting with a brush, and you see the brush marks. I do like that. I like that in a, in a font as well, you know, when you, you, you use can, the paint marks. Yeah. So I use it a lot. I use it affinity... Affinity Pro, which is uh, oh, a okay. make uh, make um, graphic design and stuff. So yeah. For years, I was taking like like writing and putting like a, a paintbrush to change it. over it, so you could see those strokes. Yeah. I think that's kind of. See, I do everything by hand. I'm not very computer. I don't use the computer that much. All my work is handmade, so I like cut wood blocks um, and I do mono printing, and so everything's handmade. And everything I make, even when I print a bag, it's hand printed. So with my, print, I use a print press to print everything. Um, None of it's digital, except for some Rizzo prints that to try and do a bit more commercial. And where, where do you where do you get your influences? I mean, when it comes to a commission, do you get a lot of people asking for commissions? Not so much, no. I mainly am making work more like an artist now. I used to work as a printed textile designer 
designing for actually for fashion but actually now I work and I make work and it comes from well it comes from inside really it comes from walking it comes from unnoticed marks in nature and See, cities I and I just pick things up as I go I collect things I'm that's a bit, proper indie that is yeah it, so it so is uh, yeah I kind of feel like I am working more as an artist but I didn't really train as an artist I trained as a designer oh wow okay so that that's that must be nice to have that freedom though yeah I can do that because I run arts workshops so I, it's like the, there's two jobs you know you've always got to I think all artists designers a lot of people have got to like juggle their work so where do you get a lot of your ideas from is it from like walking around you know, dreams movies yeah everything just anything and everything more more sort of being out being outside yeah outside yeah so I am quite na- very nature-based and walking and Shropshire yeah. and being here. But then I love going to cities and I get just as much out of going to a city as I do walking in the countryside. Yeah. I mean, I was talking about, I was talking about a city yesterday, actually, uh, with Mandy, who's a life coach, and she was talking about how uh, when she comes from London to back up into the Shire, yeah. uh, how things can be a bit like from the city. Like she loves the city. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to, to, to sort of go between the yeah, yeah, Well, yeah. I used to live in London. And I used to live in London and um, thought, oh, I want to get out of London. When you live there, you want to get out of there and you want to live somewhere else. And you want to come back to Shropshire. Came back to Shropshire. Actually, I love going back now. So as a, like, as a tourist, it's nice or as to like have a both. My daughter's at uni there, so ah, right, I go okay. down and see her now. I think every time I'm in London, I'm almost like, right, we've got five minutes to get from here to there. Go, 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 go. And then you like, you go, you take pictures. Right, we're gonna go find a meal. Go, 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 go. It's always a rush when I'm in London. Uh, I don't know. I feel now I'm out of it. When you live there, you don't really do as much as you would. But when you don't live there, I feel now I don't go back. As, I don't feel as much as I'm going back as a tourist. I feel like I go back and I just try and like just be there. One of the things I've talked about on the Shrewsbury Biscuit quite a bit is um, how difficult it actually is to become a tourist in your own town. Yeah, that is tricky, yeah. Because There's probably loads of things I don't know about Shrewsbury, because yeah. I don't think I've been a tourist in Shrewsbury. Well, the, the flax mill right here, how many people that are listening to this now honestly can say that they've been to visit the flax mill? No, I've not done the tour, but I have run an arts workshop here for the Hive. Yeah. So I have in this in this actual building. Big shout out to the high. Yeah, it was it's really lovely and like, set up. And when I came here, they had all the old doors and all the old fireplaces. Everything was in here. I think it was pre before they started renting wow. and using it for this. It's an amazing building. I remember I I interviewed James Hitchin. I think it was. He used to own the old and Bombos, and we sat right where where uh, this this desk is here. And we just set up a like a camping table. It was completely empty, and it's just because they were like, "Well, we're here." I think it was they were doing a, a bit like this, but with food and, and drink and uh, stuff. In here. Yeah, yeah. And you had like music going and stuff. It was like a little festival yeah, there going in. Yeah, good in here with lots of music. Well, yeah. Sherry's got all the music playing. It's great, isn't it? Yes, yeah, wonderful. <laughs> um, I've got what we're doing today. Um, first of all, actually, before we get into this, because it's all segue. Um, if somebody wants to look at your art, buy a bit of you. How would they do that? Do you mean online? Online, yeah. Um, I have got an online shop, but actually, the, because of the nature of what I make, like the the earrings that I make are offcuts of the prints that I do, and I used to put them all online, and it's really difficult because every single piece I make is unique. Unique, yeah. And I have a nightmare, so I've actually taken all the jewellery offline at the moment. I might, after this, maybe put some back on. You should do like a pick and mix. Yeah, I did think about that, yeah. Like, you get what you... Because, you know, the, the, those um, loop crates and things like that? Yeah. 
um, beer 52 as well. These kind of places where they give you a box of whatever. Of whatever, yeah. Like a subscription. So I have the print. <laughs> the prints are easier. They are all online. So I do have a shop. I have an online shop, so Enzo.co. So I do have a shop, but I don't put huge amounts. I have, probably have more when I do a store here or at a different fair. I guess yeah, if you have die-hard fans of what you do, they're going to buy the jewellery because they know what they're getting. Yeah, yeah. I kept trying to stop making it, but because <laughs> I wanted to be doing more printing. Yeah, but course, actually, yeah. it's a sideline and it's good. So. Yeah, of course. Um, what we're doing today is we're doing a question relay. Okay. We did this before. Um, so we've got a question from the world-famous Mike Perkins um, for you, and then you're going to ask a question for the next guest. You don't know who's going to be. So oh. Mike's question to you is... Uh, I'll let Leon read this. This is his job. Um, All right. Do you think this building will inspire you to draw anything else? Draw? Um, yeah, definitely. I don't really draw architectural buildings, but I think what I would get out of this building, I'll go away and I'll make texture. Yeah? So it'll be the textures. So not so much the drawing. Maybe the lines, but I don't really draw... Yeah, I don't, I'm not that kind of artist. But this would still inspire your it, work in some this way? Work, this is the typical kind of place that would inspire me because I just look for things that are unnoticed things all of the time. I love this corner here. The, that little loft up there. Yeah. Just, just, that looks like the perfect place to sit on. I love run-down buildings. Yeah, and I hope they don't do this one up. No, I think, I think this is what it's used for. I I'm think. hoping they're going to leave it just like this. Yeah, it needs to, the, the die house is beautiful. Um, next, we need you to ask a question. Oh. We don't know who we're going to be speaking to next. Uh, does it have to be about... It could be anything that's spicy, anything. So we've oh, already had... That's tricky. We've already had... Um, what inspired you to do what you're doing? And is this the job you always wanted to do? Or did you put yourself... So we've had those three questions. Okay. Um, do you um, Do you only um, sell your art or your design or whatever you sell? Or do you have another job as well? Okay. Because I think that's quite a good question. Because I think a lot of people have to support themselves in other ways. It's a deep philosophy, though. Yeah, isn't it? I don't know. That's only personally, from my point of view. The, I would love to. I would love to just do this for a living. No, I'd like to just do this, but I always have to juggle and find other things to okay. do, like teaching or running workshops or community work. You know, different things, and I love that too. But I think, I think as an artist. I don't know if there's that many people that just can just do that. You have to have that. Hundred percent of the time faith. to also be making a living doing it. Yeah, and I'm looking at moving into doing something like this as a full-time job. Yeah. Which I always wanted to do. This is what I always wanted to do. But there's a little bit of inside me that's going. Once I'm doing it and it becomes a job, will it still be fun? Yeah. And there's that thing, you know. I was talking to, to Gary Drew about commissions. And he was like, he'll only take commission if he if he likes it or if he thinks it'll look good for it. If he, yeah. if he knows he can do it, he'll do it. Yeah. And that's kind of fun, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. Life. I feel like, because I don't, I'm not so much doing commissions, but I, I when I run like arts workshops, printmaking workshops, I feel that I would miss that. And that does feed back into your work. Because when you're teaching and working with different groups of people, you do get things out of showing someone a technique that you use. You get something out of it yourself as well, yeah. even though you're showing someone how to do it. Yeah, wonderful. So it kind of goes round. Yeah, getting inspiration. We were talking about that with you, Leon, earlier with me. With uh, DJ Rags, who's playing music for us, picked up DJing from the age of like 75 and went on a course with younger people, learned from them, they learned from him. Yeah. And that's something so beautiful. That's so amazing, beautiful. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Have you got any questions for? Not that I know of, no. No, yeah. Well, um, thank you so much for coming to speak thank to me. I know you. you're a little bit nervous. That but was very nerve-wracking. <laughs> ah, no, people say this all the time, but we had a good time. We enjoyed speaking to you. So. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. So I was just wandering around. Uh, so of course today we are at the, at the flax mill in the dye house, and um, I've, I've bumped into a friend who I used to work with at, at the Shrewsbury Prison, Vicky. You all right? Got a microphone here. How good to see you. I'm good, thank you. It's nice to see you. It's, very, it's a nice, nice surprise, actually. Because the last time we saw each other, we were like zombies and stuff at the, 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 uh, the prison, which was great. Good. Happy times, happy times. You're working here at the Flats Mill now, right? Absolutely. I've been here about six months. Yeah. Um, this is... Um, so my son, Leon, lives in, in Wrexham, and I was explaining the, 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 the Flats Mill and its importance to the world, really. So this is like a gem that, that we have in Shrewsbury that we should be talking about and telling people about and I'm sure you get people from visitors oh, yeah, from the world. Oh yeah, massively important. We're the grandparent of the skyscrapers. It's the first iron frame building in the world. Uh, we get people from, people from America and all around the world. Yeah. We've renovated four buildings. We've got six to go. We've had over £20 million in funding so far, which um, the lottery was a huge, huge amount of that. So we're very grateful to them. But yeah, it's it's been great getting all the people we've had in so far. But we're just continuing trying to spread the word now. Yeah. So it's not finished yet. I thought it was like. We'd... Oh, we've still got loads to go. Wow, that's exciting. Very exciting, yeah. So you guys are still working whilst open to the public. You guys are still being. Yeah, open. absolutely. I'm the dye house that we're in now. That's one of the buildings that still needs reservation. Then you can see the beautiful cast iron roof above us. Yeah. That's going to need uh, entirely redoing. The apprentice house where the children who used to work in the mill where they lived that's going to be done up as apartments so wow. it's all very exciting we were just talking to Zuenzo a great artist and she, and she was talking about um, how um, she hopes that this stays like this like you know you know what, what's, what's the plan is it I don't know the plans exactly myself but I hope it does stay quite industrial like this because it's a really beautiful rustic setting yeah yeah I, I remember actually about three years ago probably two two three years ago I sat here with James Hitchin who ran the, the album and uh, Bombos he's got a new food truck which I'm going to bring to you guys soon I've been chatting to James about this but we sat a little picnic table here <laughs> early days like I mean you had nowhere near finished yesterday and we just sat in this empty room they had a festival here I think they did and it was just it's just such a nice place to be I was, it's weird isn't it it's that history um, coming together with um the town it's a really nice atmosphere and we want to be a, a community space and a place for everyone yeah well we love it here and thank you as well because I, I was messaging you a messenger about we brought Timmy here lovely land we're doing a great Easter hunt here as well as um, you know doing what lovely land do and promoting um, organic growth of vegetables and oh just kids. just doing everything fantastically I love lovely land they're fantastic who doesn't um, so what are the plans for the summer then have you guys got stuff uh, up and coming uh, you say you've got, you've got a half term coming, you've got any plans? I don't think it's been announced yet, so I don't think I can say yet, unfortunately. Ah, okay. But watch this space, because yeah. it's coming up soon. Okay, wonderful. And what does what does an event like Drawn mean for the Flax Mill, to have something like this here? Oh, I mean, as you can tell from the atmosphere today, it's wonderful. It brings the whole place to life. We love having events like this here, because... Yeah, it, it just brings the whole community in. It brings the site to life. It's just, yeah, it, it's great. It's culture as well. It's art, isn't it? Bringing art together again. Absolutely. Like I just mentioned, like the little podcast. What I meant was 
culture and history coming together is, is, is super important and I guess drawn all these wonderful artists might take influence from this and take that away uh, you know it's, 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 a, it's a symbiotic thing isn't it culture is very very important it, it, it all lies in with our, within our heritage um, and Shrewsbury is a great place for that especially having the flax mill right here um, so you've been here did you say you've been here six months just over yeah and what's the progression be like for you has it been a night has it been a lot to take on has it been nice to learn about this bit i mean how's that been for you um it's been interesting because i've worked in lots of different places before uh it's been interesting doing this specific type of heritage because obviously i've worked in the prison before um that is very different to working in an old mill so learning kind of the ropes here and working with such a large team of volunteers and where everything is still being renovated that's been quite different for me but it's been yeah it's been really interesting to learn and working with the lottery and things has been great and here's an interesting question because we mentioned it earlier didn't we yeah. about being a tourist in your own town how many people do you get coming to you from shrewsbury that say to you this is the first time they've visited something like this and they're a, do you know what i mean like people drive past this all the time probably never visited Quite a few. Most days we get coming in saying, "Oh, I, I didn't know you were here," or "Oh, wow, I didn't know, didn't know the place was open." So, yeah, we did a we did a great podcast last year with uh, no, I was just after the pandemic. We're in the in Shrewsbury Castle and the um, the soldiers of Shropshire Museum that they got there, and um, you know we were talking about that quite a bit because I think it's it's nice, isn't it? To we're also busy in our lives. We're always going from A to B, work, work here, there, take the kids here, do this. Sometimes it's really good to just slow down and be like, no, I'm going to the quarry or I'm going to the flax mill. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Promote what's here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, thank you so much for, for you know, letting Cherie come and do draw on here. Oh, it's a pleasure. And, um, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to doing some work with you guys in the summer. Oh, I can't wait. It'll be great. Thank you so much. Um, That's all right. Social media things, uh, where can people follow you? Flax Maltings on Instagram and Facebook. Brilliant. Fantastic. Brilliant. Right, so we've got Luke Crump. Um, I love chatting to you because I feel like... I feel like you're so down to earth when it comes to your art and what you do because it's just such a natural thing for you. Yeah, well, I think art in itself does keep you quite grounded. It's uh, quite like a meditative process to be able to You were talking about that earlier, yeah. weren't you? That you may not be good at art, but he loves doing it as yeah, he's doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's very relaxing. Although my style might appear quite chaotic and a bit wild, there's... Um, yeah, a lot of calmness that comes with the creation of it, I think, yeah. Um, in the past, I think I mentioned this on the last podcast, um, I have a history of OCD, which I've managed to overcome. Um, wow. But, okay. uh, yeah, so that... How, how would that affect your art? Um, well, I feel it does represent itself in the way the... I guess the pieces have some order to them. Although, so if you look closely at, like, say, like a crazy doodle piece, um, it's got a lot of, you know, structure. Um, so I was never. I was. It wasn't to do with cleaning. It wasn't about that. It was more like order. Um. Is that we, okay? So right. So <laughs> I was doing an interview about imposter syndrome yesterday. Yeah. And I've just been speaking to a lady who's walking around here today. We did it at Rihanna. Rihanna can say her name. <laughs> uh, she sort of talked about her podcast and when she came on, yeah. and it did really well. People talking about it, which is really really nice to hear. But I thought I effed that podcast up. Right. I was having imposter syndrome whilst I was doing it. Whilst you were doing it. Whilst I was doing it. It was very, very <laughs> rare for me. Yeah. And I felt like I was I was overly like arrogant and right. usually yeah. I'm really laid back, you know, we've done yeah, podcasts yeah, yeah. before. Yeah, you're a great great host, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And it's it's a it's an interesting thing mm. to have it whilst you're doing the art. Because I feel mm. like 
when you're doing the art, when you're making the thing, that, yeah. it goes away, tend to. Yeah, it's only until the end, normally, as you say, when it happens. You look at it, um, and you're like, what was that? Yeah, but it's just about, yeah, self-belief, and um, it's funny with being like a creative, I suppose, like yourself, because you are a creative guy. Um, I like to do the talky-talky. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nobody tells you uh, you have to do this, or if you, say if you wanted to be a doctor, for example, yeah. you kind of, you know the path, but art is just something, or an artist, you choose, I suppose, which uh, that's probably maybe why imposter syndrome is a thing, because you're like, mm. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not an artist, I'm just a guy. I feel like your, your success, though, speaks for itself. I mean, People know who you are. Do people come up to you a lot? Uh, yeah, well, this um, this afternoon has been really busy. Yeah, the uh, the Instagram crew. Um, it's funny because you don't know people from their faces, but I feel like if everyone walked around with a username on, you'd be like, yeah, oh, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, social media is, is it's great, and doing things like this, meeting people, is just the way you know to to get in front of people. Yeah, yeah and you you moved away from Shropshire for a little bit, now you're back here. Yes, sad times. Um, yeah, no, I did. I'm currently near Chester, so not too far away, um, but I do satellite around Shrewsbury. Um, down, oh, okay. Yeah, down for the food festival, actually, this summer. Yeah, that's what I was hinting um, at. You, you yeah. got my segue. Um, <laughs> uh, the food yeah. festival. I'm really interested, because I know you've done Carfest. That's right, yeah. And you've yeah. done live draw-alongs, but I'm always, I'm really interested. In, I've never seen anything like this before. No, I, oh, well, neither have I. <laughs> I've not done a food festival, so we'll see how it goes. Um, I can imagine there'll be a lot of food-related illustrations and imagery going on, um, and hopefully a lot of eating going on. <laughs> um, no, I've um, I've not done a Shrewsbury festival, but I hear it's a really great event, and uh, the team at Shropshire Events are brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we've been there for the last two years. It's one of the best. I think your brother Alfie came with us the one year. To what? The, the food, food festival. And uh, we had such an amazing weekend. Like, yeah. There's so much going on there. Um, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm excited to see you there. Oh, because <laughs> am I right in saying, was it Carfest? Was it Carfest where you actually designed like t shirts and stuff like that from what, what you yeah. did? So this year as well as last year, I've done the uh, merchandise designs for the festival. So um, wow. to see literally hundreds of people walking around with designs on that you've made is it's quite special. And even some, you know, celebrities with the. Uh, Rapping. Can you imagine that? <laughs> yeah, no. If you can call them that, <laughs> B-lists. But no, still, it's it's um, no, it's pretty magical. But to see people walking around in, in your designs, I mean, I, we're highly from. I think it's actually on audio. Me talking about the shoes that you designed for Aaron Child. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, because I was interviewing. I was like, "Oh, look at your shoes!" And he's like, "Luke Crump." I was like, "I want them right now. Take them off your feet." Well, yeah, maybe I should get into shoe production because uh, yeah, I did some light up um, trainers for Aaron, who's uh, who's a great guy. But um, yeah, I'm. How do you? How does it make you feel when you see a piece of your art blown up? You know, when you walk past it, what's going through your head? Are you proud? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the larger pieces are more eye-catching so for me like seeing a larger piece up um and when people send me pictures of like art in their homes it's like that is the icing on the cake because you, oh, wow, you, know, yeah. you send off a piece you might never see it again but if someone takes the time to properly frame it and have it nice or wherever they put it and they send you a photo in its new forever home it's really really good feeling well i was just watching you making a purchase there i was waiting for you to come out and um, the guy that bought it kind of looked at it and walked away and smiled and i was like that's, oh, okay. <laughs> that's nice. No, but it's nice to yeah. see that. Yeah, it's really nice. He was very yeah. happy. Yeah, that he's it's bought a piece off you. Yeah, that's what I think. Kind of, I'm still discovering myself through art, I, su I suppose. But um, using um, art as kind of a positive, you know, impact and sending a 
a good message out there is, is what I'm all about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, speaking of of positive influences, uh, we <laughs> we're doing a question relay. Okay. So I thought you were going to link to a sponsor then, Alex. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Coming to you from today, we are we are bringing in the sponsors to the, <laughs> the show, but um, Zoenzo over there next door to you. Yes. Um, she asks you. Uh, do you only do this or do you have a job as well? Uh, at the minute, I only do this. Um, I used to be in retail, uh, supermarket work, but I've managed to just go for it. <laughs> you know, How is so that as yeah. a movement? I mean, yeah. I, I, I imagine that's yeah. daunting. Can you imagine giving up your job and being like, I'm going to do this thing that I love and only this? I know exactly what my mum would say. Well, my mum probably said the same thing. No, no, my parents have always been supportive, but... Yeah, I used to be in retail. Um, just saved up, basically, and was able to just go for it. Um, just try and do lots of different things. Yeah. Is it paying off? Uh, yeah, I mean... That's probably a really personal question. No, no, no. It, it's, uh, Are you now broke, Luke? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a millionaire yet, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm eating every day. We'll put it that way. And uh, I'm not, you know... Not very hungry, so. Do you think starving artist is a myth? To <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta yeah. make to survive. Yeah. It's dog eat dog. It's, but it's a, it's a philosophy that's talked about with many artists across uh, the many different spectrums of art. Do you think it's a really mm. important move for an artist to make to take that leap of faith? Uh, no, I don't think so. You can you can do. I mean, I speak, speak to quite a few people who've got side hustles or full-time job. I don't know how they do it um, with kids as well. It yeah, blows yeah. my mind, but. Um, it kind of it probably does keep you a bit grounded and to be inspired by, you know, things outside of your scope. I've been thinking about it quite a bit actually because I'm, yeah. I'm looking into moving into content creation as a job. Okay. Um, yeah. It looks like it's going to happen. I don't want to say imminently. I don't yeah. want to scare my uh, my current employers. Yeah. <laughs> but like it's something. Like, <laughs> but then I think about I think about like. I do the biscuit and I have a full-time job as well, right? But my full-time job makes me look forward to coming to do the biscuit stuff. Ah, yes. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah. when you when you say that, when you can see you got like, yes, decide. there is that caveat where it's it becomes a job. You know, it's it's something you love to begin with, and uh, you have to do the work even if you don't always feel like it. But um, yeah, I get what you're saying there. Yeah. Do you ever swamp yourself in work? Sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I like, yes, yes, yes. I, I somehow managed to get through. I think I think it's good to have a deadline because otherwise I'd just be messing around um, but yeah I do, do like to take on maybe a bit too much but you know and um, you gave me one of the greatest gifts I think I've ever received of anyone really and he's like what is this that the drawing you made of us oh yeah sorry I forgot it about is that. one of the yeah. nice genuinely yeah. Like he was like getting worried then. He's like, "What's going on here? Was it <laughs> surprise, surprise?" No. But that that artwork you did for me, I, I had a tear. It made me tear up. It was wonderful. Oh, I, think I, show, I don't know if I showed you, but I will show you. Uh, Luke, um, he drew me like I did a little uh, kind of album cover almost for, you the, did? For, the, for the episode yeah just did it on a train um, on the way back from doing the podcast I, so. know, I just whipped it out <laughs> while I was on the way to crew um, on a trip earlier yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I'm glad to hear no, thank you kind. so much um, Luke you are an inspiration to, to, to artists because you, like I said it just flows so naturally for you and it does like you know it just I've seen some of your work on Insta. Your, your social media is great. You know when you you draw in and you just it just seems to flow out of you. Well, thank you very much. That's uh, very kind. But yeah, I'll I'll go and pop back. It's yeah, great it's atmosphere very much. here. Have draw. you got a question for our next guest? You don't know who uh, it is. Oh, I don't know who it is. Um, um, we've already had uh, what inspires you. Uh, is this the only job you've had? Would this building inspire you? What, have, what is your favourite kind of biscuit? 
Okay. Is that one we've had before? No. Oh, that works. No? Okay. That works. Because, you we know, Juicy biscuit. biscuit. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> okay, thank you. Or does it have to be art related? No, 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 no. no. Okay. It doesn't have to be at all. What biscuits are art anyway. It's fine. Biscuits are art. No rules. And on that note. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Luke. Okay. It's been great. Thank you. Okay, so I, I joked about this last year when we came here, but I do believe we are sitting in the presence of one of Shrewsbury's greatest social media stars. Who's that then? Tat FB, the cake cartoonist. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. We were just talking before we came on about um, owning. Owning our oneself. Uh, uh, yes, owning ourselves and uh, uh, leaning into a compliment. So, all right, thank you very much. It's very kind. Yeah, I got told if someone offers you an apple, yeah, take the apple. He yeah. would offer it you if you didn't have enough apples. If you had false teeth, you might not take the apple. I don't know, though. What are these teeth doing in my apple? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get what you're saying now. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> ha, so you've done... But you've been busy. I've been so busy. Since the very first moment we spoke mm. at the Open Studio. Yes, long time, long time ago. ago. So, Leon, what, how, how me and Tat met, I had uh, I turned up for uh, an art exhibition fair. Yeah. We'll say it fair. Fair. Art fair. And they didn't make space for me. They were like, oh, we'd sorry we forgot. so Tat was like oh budge up you're alright and so we <laughs> sat on the same table wow so Tat we was doing her work we up didn't we and yeah. like squished on the, the, the single table yeah and we, we we bonded that day it was nice we had a good old chat didn't we yeah and here we are now yeah well that's quite a few years on now isn't it it's it going is. to be four at least four years well we're coming up on the fifth year of the Shoes Biscuit this October oh, wow I'm thinking because I haven't started my pod aid planning yet mm-hmm. I'm a bit stressed about it I know well, we're not all just good. We're not, you know, I haven't, it hasn't been decided. But I was thinking for our fifth year anniversary, we nicely potted then on that same day. That's a good idea. Yeah, that'd be quite cool. Yeah. Um, what, what date? What month is that then? October. Right. I can't remember the exact day, but when we first. See, that's dangerously far away, isn't it? October. That's kind of like I don't need to think about that just yet. <laughs> but, put it off. Put potted. I remember last year we were like, we've got like five months to do it. And it was such a stress because I had to like sit down and pretty much whole days lost just emailing people. It takes yeah. a long time yeah. to plan, but um, I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to do pod aid because I was kind of like, it's a lot to take on and yeah. I'm trying to look for another job as well. At yeah. the same time. It's kind of, you know. There's only so much you can do, isn't there? Yeah. 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 But that being said, it's a, it's a great event. So if we can do it, we will. I shall watch this space. Yeah. Um, so the cake cartoonist. It's the cake tunist. Oh, I'm sorry. Sake. <laughs> I said it properly earlier as well. I introduced Leah. Don't lie. Don't lie. <laughs> Only because it's you. I'd have walked out if it was anyone else. What is this service? <laughs> the cake tunist uh, as a yes. journey. Um, I think I remember speaking to you when you just bought the stand. I don't know if you've been buying. You showed me the stand that you bought with me and Cherie. Yes, yeah. I don't know if you'd done any filming yet. It must have been early, early I days. I don't think I had. No, I think I'd, I was getting all the kits set up to do it. And I probably hadn't really done anything no because i think the one of the drawns that was like the day before i then changed everything from tat to the cake tunis so it was like on the sunday i was at drawn being tat and then on the monday i launched the cake tunis are you like uh, david bowie have you got a different personalities different <laughs> <laughs> ziggy stardust you say like existing on some raw eggs and vodka no <laughs> <laughs> no no but i mean like you've got tat fb yeah uh, you got the cake tunis. Yeah. And you've got other things that you do as well. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think probably I've only got the two. 
So um, because you're very good, you're very good on TikTok. I <laughs> love it. Thank you. I was. I, there are days when I'll, I'll be like, you know, sort of going through life like, and I'll see one of your videos. I'd be like, ah. <laughs> I love that, and people do say that to me. So that actually does make because sometimes you do think, "Why on earth am I doing this?" Yeah. Because it takes a lot of effort, um, and then but people are very nice, and a lot of people say that it cheers them up, which is great because if they knew how how I was feeling when I was making them, sometimes <laughs> it'd be like, "Oh my god, is it worth it?" Tat? But it is worth it because the end result is fun. Because it's food. Yeah. Food is unpredictable, right? It yeah. doesn't always do yeah. what it's supposed to yeah. do. And also I make things extra elaborate, not the recipes, but so I have to think of a recipe, then I have to film it, and then I have to edit it, and then I have to write jokes for the voiceover. So it's like, why don't you make life really difficult for yourself? <laughs> but you're, I, I love your, your wit. You're just so good with it, honestly. It really does, Jim. I mean, guys, if you listen to this, go to the Cake Tunist. The Cake Tunist. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and one of your videos that actually really like made me like go, oh my god, that's amazing. Was the the makeup one in bed where you're like feeling it again, <laughs> and you were yeah. like, whatever, with the makeup. And I was just like, I don't put makeup on every day. No, but, but I, you I did. feel it. You could you could have done that look, couldn't you? Yeah, well, yeah. I don't put makeup on every day. That's a lie. <laughs> there are days when I've gone up and put makeup on. You know what I mean? That's how I roll. Sometimes it. you need a little bit of help, don't you? Otherwise, people One would does, run. Yeah. They yeah. would run. They'd be like, oh yeah. my God, he's back! <laughs> well, uh, I, I have actually realised that um, if I did nothing else, if I just gave up making cake videos, then I would quite happily just do makeup, bad makeup videos. Because yeah. it makes me laugh. The, uh, the tuition but make it really really bad <laughs> yeah. was that? there was one that went massive a while ago and it was a woman that would look like she was just absolutely like mullering all this makeup on and she at the end of it she looked actually quite good but then you're thinking yeah I, I am obsessed with those things on yeah. TikTok because a lot of the time you think what have you done to your face or, or what have what? you done but yeah. I don't understand is how they're putting like 50 to 60 products on their face and it just looks the same. They're going, and this is a dewy glow blow, da, 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 and this is a this is a revitalising blah, 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 blah. And you think, but you're just just putting something on top of something on top of something else. I don't understand. I was just talking with a content creator just now. Where's she going? Uh, and she was just saying that uh, I haven't asked permission to mention this, so I'll mention it. But she was like, say, I was talking about how I was mentioning you actually, because you were saying that you had a friend that just through something on TikTok automatically gets like a million you know what I mean like there's yeah. people that do let next to nothing yeah. and get like millions of followers yeah. and then there's there's me like spinning plates with a biscuit yeah. and I'm kind of like I'm trying to drag every follower in that I can mm. get you are doing something unique it's different I know people mm. are doing food stuff but the way you're doing things I think is super super unique well that's what I hope I hope that you'll get a recipe that you can actually recreate if that's what you want to do but also like you say you might get cheered up you might get a joke or two we get a pun. You'll definitely get a pun. <laughs> yeah, definitely get a pun. I love that. Yeah. That's what I love about it. Um, but I, I feel like, I feel like there's, there's, there's something about. I mean, like, okay, so Marcus Bean, who's oh, been on the show recently, and we're going to be doing a lot of work with Marcus Bean. But he does his Marks and Spencer's voice, right? So <laughs> I'm going to make my chocolate brownies. <laughs> Grab an egg. You know, that's unique to him. With you, it's just so tat. I look at it and I'm like, that's so because you are like that in real life. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I haven't got a, an M&S voice, although I did do a Nigella voice in last night's uh, 
Oreo cheesecake one. I did a, I haven't a Nigella. That one yet. Yeah, you need to, to you need to you need to watch the end and you'll get a bit of me doing Nigella. <laughs> it's not pretty. <laughs> do you have fun doing it or is it hard I do. Work? No, well it's it is hard work. But I have fun doing it. And then when I look back on them, I think, oh, actually, that's quite good. That's fine. And how long does it take to, from conception to completion of a video? It entirely depends on, like, so I did a, a, a set custard cake uh, a couple of weeks ago. And it, it had two cakes. It had a syrup. It had a custard. And then you constructed it. So making the actual cake itself took hours. And of course, then there's the associated footage, which then takes hours to edit. So, like a whole thing could take a day. You know, you're looking at a day. You don't think about this, do you? You know, when no. they're like, "Here's one I made earlier." Yeah. You don't think actually. Yeah. So I try. I'm not very good at it, but I try and intersperse an extremely complicated one, which is complicated for you looking at it, but also me making it to something that's much more simple like stick a biscuit in put some cheesecake mix on it bam you've got a cheesecake because it's easier for you to make but also it's easier for me to edit so you know I'm trying to I try and do a mix do you get any messages off um, I don't say busy bodies that's really people that think they know better oh good god you wouldn't believe <laughs> I, I call it recipe splaining <laughs> <laughs> people tell you know and, and often it's you're not supposed to buy the pan yeah like. Yeah. All right, um, Margaret. You get a lot of people going, do this, do that. And I think, well, you do this and do that, but I did this. And, and I'm look how nice it is. I'm the one making the video. <laughs> so I look forward to seeing your video on your recipe. But I try and be good natured because there's no point, like, gen generally, people are just buying into having a chat about baking so that's great and I look, you can I, stop the trolls so you just ignore them I looked at it, this is the thing though you're kind of like oh and for all the people that say I've got to do it this way <laughs> I'm doing it this way you will say that on the video and yeah. I love that Yeah. you're kind of fighting back a little bit which is really really wonderful Yeah. Um, I'm very proud of you well, I really am genuinely as a, as a friend somebody who I've been working with you know on and off with things yeah. that we've done well, that's to see lovely. you progress you. it's really nice to see yeah. you doing being successful you know because you deserve it I mean like you work incredibly hard with with what you do and, mm. and I think you deserve it so well, well thank you very much Alex and likewise and what do you think of this year's drawn I think it's awful <laughs> <laughs> I think it is absolutely spectacular it's it's it feels like the space feels bigger it feels like there's more people even though it's I was here in November. It's the same space. It's it not got bigger. Bigger it last just, year, but it's not. It just it, it feels fuzzy and it's and it feels lovely and warm. It's literally warm because it's uh, April rather <laughs> than November, the end of November. Oh yeah, because it was Christmas, wasn't it? I keep saying last. Yeah, week. yeah, it was the very last weekend of November. It was Christmas. Yeah. 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 So I'm happy to be here um, just to sort of soak up the atmosphere and to do some drawing with um, the kids who are drawing on the whiteboard. Yes. Um, I didn't get a chance to do any new merchandise so I didn't I knew that I wasn't is that kind of nice store. does it take a bit of pressure off you a little bit absolutely yeah. yeah like I woke up this morning I just threw some pens in a bag rather than being all, spending all day yesterday like packing folding up put tote yeah, bags yeah tote bags and aprons and prunes and this and how am I going to fit it all on my table yeah so no stress it's been it's been great that being said can people still buy stuff off you? They can. They can go to my social media links, The Cake Toonist, and there'll be links to my shop. Uh, so everything's on an online shop. If they're desperate, if they suddenly think, God, I need an apron, that's where they can go. We've got a question for you. We're doing a question roulette. Uh, roulette. <laughs> yeah. Question uh, relay. 
Uh, I did say to Leon, I was like, uh, we should do something like the question relay, but a little bit different. He goes, no, 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 no. We'll stick Just to the question it, relay. Yeah. Goes, so, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. <laughs> um, da, 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 da. What did Luke Crump? Luke Crump asked you, um, what is your favourite biscuit and why? Oh, apart from the Shrewsbury biscuit, obviously, which are rubbish, aren't they? No, no, no unless they're made... Oh, well, my, well, my knows what they're doing. Biscuits, yeah. So Tat made me Shrewsbury biscuits once with a blackcurrant marshmallow filling. I forgot about those. They, they were, were good, amazing, weren't they? They were you. good. Um, my favourite biscuit, let me think. I would probably say it's not that far off a Shrewsbury biscuit, actually. It's just a plain shortbread. Yes. Yeah. Classic, isn't it? Is that what you're going for, Leon? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. I've always said this, and it's never changed. It's the Fox's cream biscuits, the big, thick ones. With the cream in the middle? Yeah, the really thick ones. Because they're like, dunk me! Oh, I don't like dunking cream-filled ones. Oh, but it's nice. They pop in your mouth. Oh. No, you see, that, well, that's why I would go shortbread for dunking. Yeah? Yeah. No, but it's just me. But what, do, you, do you have lasso? Oh, yeah, has yes. a little shortbread. Oh, yes! Yeah, when I'm watching that, my mouth is watering. Yeah, they're yeah. really thick, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. They're, they're like really the, gooey as well. They're yeah. like the biscuits I remember making in school. You know, like the, the standard biscuits, which yeah. I guess is not that dissimilar from a Shrewsbury biscuit, really. It's no, like the it's lemon. Not, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. We, 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 I, my mother-in-law is an amazing baker. She's wonderful. She really is genuinely talented. And if you listen to this, Gloria, I love you. Um, but <laughs> I, was, I was like, there's a business idea. We could have had, like, Shrewsbury biscuits, Shrewsbury biscuits here. Could have done, yeah. So 50p each. Made a bit of money, but I just haven't got that business sense. And I don't want to ask my mother-in-law <laughs> yeah. if she wants to come in the business with her son-in-law. Do you know what I mean? It's, a, it's awkward. But um, um, we need you because we're gonna we're gonna time is it now? Yeah, we're gonna pack up in a second. Yeah, you're gonna go. But tomorrow, set us up for a the question re- relay. Yes. Have you got anything for the next guest? And we don't know who it's gonna be. It's gonna be another day, so it could be um, anybody. Keep it spicy though. Something. Um, okay. Bath or shower. Oh, that's a good one. That's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll do that. that. Bath or shower. And I'm not going to specify what type of shower or what type of bath. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember where it was. was. it? I think it was Kids Fest. It was Kids Fest. And um, one of the people we spoke to was like, what colour underwear are you wearing? <laughs> and it was a Kids Fest. And I think it was like a, a group of kids I was sat next to. And I was like, yeah, we're not asking that yeah. one. I'm sorry. Can uh, you think of something else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> All right. What colour bra are you wearing? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I can always tell anyway. I'm like, <laughs> that. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> well, Tat, lovely to see you. It's been lovely to see you. And, and thanks um, for talking to good me Good luck again. with everything. Thank right. you. See you later. Bye. So that's the end of day one. Uh, we're going to uh, put a pin in this. Uh, we're going to release this as two separate episodes. So um, if you're finishing now and you want to hear what goes on in day two, uh, make sure you flip the cassette over because that's where the... I'm only joking. If you look for day one and day two, we're going to have two separate podcasts. But uh, what have you thought of day one? Well, so far, so good. You know, I'm not going to call it a good day until tomorrow, obviously. But yeah, because tomorrow could be even better. Exactly. But today has been fantastic. The only problem we've had is... Um, I didn't bring my, my portable microphone out so I can't go to people's stalls and speak to them there oh. I'm kind of expecting them to leave their stalls and come here and sit to with us which uh, with like Luke had to leave his stall by itself and then come speak to us I have a feeling the minute we start packing up everyone's like oh we're ready to come do a podcast now well what we're going to do here tomorrow is we're going to get here super early yeah I'm going to ask Cherie what time is the earliest we can get here and then we'll get we'll speak to people before people start coming through the door so anyway, if you've enjoyed this episode, please like you know give it a share. And um, 
I will try. I'll try and put a link to all the artists that have been featured into this in the readout. So as you're watching this, if you look somewhere at the bottom of the screen, maybe there'll be a readout. There'll be links to all the artists, sort of Instagrams and link trees and stuff. Uh, so please support local artists. Have you learned anything today? Well, I've just learned that it's never too late to try something new. DJ Rags. Yeah. Yeah, and passing his wisdom on. Um, a lot of the people we've spoken to today are people that have been on the show before. In fact, I think all people that we've spoken to today, apart from DJ Rags, uh, has been on the show before. So it's been nice to catch up with old friends, but hopefully we'll make some more too. Uh, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Um, and um, have a great day. Peace out.